0: Hello, Stephen Jolly here. Vision Australia Radio's 2022 listener survey is on now. What do you like most about our service? Where are you listening from? How can we improve? Share your thoughts and help shape the future of Vision Australia Radio. You'll have the chance to win one of 10 Amazon Echo Dots with Alexa, thanks to station sponsor, Amazon. Terms and conditions apply. Visit varadio.org and click on the homepage link to take part. But do it before October 10th.
1: Hello and welcome to Vision Extra, coming to you from Vision Australia Radio, Peter Greco with you and with us is Peter Freckleton. Peter, lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, my pleasure. Now, Peter, you're a little bit, uh, well, maybe more than a little bit concerned regarding the situation for people over 65 years of age and um, their inability to be able to get into the uh, NDIS. Yes, it's a, uh, it's a terribly
0: cruel situation, uh. Peter, and it's totally Im- immoral. There's really no excuse for it. And um, it's in breach, we say, of the UN Disability Convention. There's just uh, not a shred of um, uh, justification for it because what it means is, uh, like for people like me and others that have disabilities since they were kids, they found themselves just because they happened to be over 65 when the thing rolled out in their area that um, they couldn't have access. It's, um, it's so arbitrary, like in Victoria, it rolled out in 2016. It means if you are born in 1952 or later, you're okay. If you're born before that, you're outlawed. It's that arbitrary. And I imagine it was similar in most, uh, most of the states uh, when it finally did roll out, probably around right about the 2016 mark. Yeah, it was rolled out at different times in different states, but
1: uh, we certainly take your point. Peter, uh, tell us a bit about your situation, then we can talk a little bit about the uh, class action that you're involved with. But... Um, you're obviously over 65. Tell us a bit about your disability and um, kind of your uh, life story in a few minutes, if uh, that's not too hard a question.
0: Sure. Well, when I was six years old, I'd been you know, a fast runner and so on, and suddenly I woke up one morning and couldn't move my right leg. And then that developed to full paralysis of both legs. And what happened was it was during the uh, polio pandemic in the 50s, which was the last mm-hmm. pandemic in Australia before the recent one we've been having and um, it caused what was called infantile paralysis. That meant I've never been able to walk unaided. I've had to use callipers and crutches all my life and a wheelchair. And um, I was no doubt at all about the fact that I was disabled. I used to go to the Urala School for Crippled Children. I used to go there to and fro with a bus marked School for Crippled Children. So there's never any doubt at all that I had that disability and I had it uh, from a young age. So to discriminate... Against me and others, purely because of, you know, when our birthday happened to be, when the thing rolled out, is ridiculous and very cruel. Like, it's particularly hard on uh, single women living alone. They've had disabilities all their life. They need help and they live in constant fear that the aged care system won't continue to support them and they'll finish up in um, a nursing home. And these are ladies who are bright, they've got good social skills, they contribute, and just for the lack of the support that, a national disability scheme is there to give is enough to
1: ruin their lives. So, if you were born at a different time, Peter, with the disabilities that you have, and it's uh, consequences, you could have been on the NDIS. Yeah, well, if it happened,
0: to rolled out. Yeah, you know, when I when I first became disabled, I would have been uh, immediately accessible. I was still under sixty five when the report came down recommending it, and then by the time the Act was passed and by the time to rolled it out, like a lot of people. You know, the years rolled on and um, one was excluded. Some people missed out just by being in the wrong postcode or the wrong side of the river. It was really arbitrary. And, of course, you talked
1: about your uh, situation with polio. One of the things that uh, can impact upon people with polio is uh, post-polio and uh, the fact that, uh, you know, later on in life you can develop uh, similar symptoms to the original condition, if you like, and, uh, again, it uh,
0: means that uh, you, you are uh, well, a person with a disability. Yeah, well, look, in my case, um, if while we're talking a genie popped out of a bottle and fixed my legs, I wouldn't need NDS. I wouldn't need aged care. Touch wood, I'm reasonably healthy. My only problem is I've got a disability. It's not, um, not. no problem with my age. And, of course, that's one
1: of the uh, sort of curious things about this, that if you're over 65, you can qualify, quote, unquote, for my Age care. But if you don't have a disability, it kind of doesn't matter because uh, you, you – um, almost don't need the services. If you're kind of uh, healthy and uh, to all intents and purposes, okay, in quotes, and you're over 65, you don't need to qualify for the uh, My age Care uh, system.
0: No, and of course, what that was designed for, was designed for people who are getting a little bit frailer and mm. needed help you know, around the house and that, that, you know, regular support and so on. But it simply doesn't work for disability at all because the thing with disability is every now and then you need something, what they call lumpy expenditure. You need maybe a big layout on a on a wheelchair or a uh, particular form of specialist leg brace and so on. Uh, so you can have two people lay side by side with the same disability. One can have the leg brace, in this case with a couple of ladies, because uh, she was in the NDIS. The other couldn't because she was in aged care. It's absolutely ridiculous.
1: Now, of course, in May this year we had a federal election Um Well, I guess if we go right back to the beginning of the NDIS, uh, depending on where you were, it was introduced by a Labor government. uh, Then uh, the uh, Liberal government came in. We're in for nine years. There was an election in May this year, and leading up to it, uh, there was a campaign, but, um, uh, well, there wasn't a lot of response from either of the two major parties regarding that.
0: No, well, that's why, you know, we have to look at uh, giving a bit of a prod with um, legal action. I must say that the crossbenchers, there are quite a few of them now, they're mainly uh, in favour of it. So there's a, that, that's a bit of a game changer because at least there are people now in Parliament and there are a few backbenchers in both major parties that are inclined our way. So there are good prospects of change. It's just that the dinosaurs in both the major parties are uh, a bit set in their ways.
1: I guess one of the things that can often uh, instigate change is the fact that uh, people have lived experience or a family member might have lived experience. I mean, without wishing ill on anyone, perhaps if some of the members of parliament uh, directly knew or um, were themselves impacted by disability and were over 65 and excluded from the NDIS, that message might um, kind of ring home a bit more loudly? Yes,
0: and I think so. And I think some of them might just realise that, hey, it could happen to them. You could fall off a ladder. Anything can happen, you know. And uh, you've been you know, paying your taxes all your life. And then suddenly, bang, you, you, when you need it, it's uh, it's not available. So I think, you know, gradually it sinks in. And and the irony of it is if you combined it with um, cleaning up the rorts, it would be net zero cost because mm. we figure it's just a bit under $1 billion, the cost of inclusion, is to report that if you cleaned up the rorts, that would save a $1 billion. So you set the two off together and you have two good reforms. You'd you make the NDS fair. Plus, you get rid of the rorts and it wouldn't cost a dollar. I've said on this program over the years, Peter, that, uh, you know, when
1: people talk about the NDIS and uh, others get a little bit, uh, shall we say, disinterested, I say, well, everyone is but a heartbeat away from potentially being on it. Yeah, look, people fall off ladders, uh, things mm.
0: happen. And, uh, you know, you can't foresee it. It's um, Luckily, it doesn't happen, all that. But, yeah, you know, when it does happen, you do need the backup. That's to explain to people why, why we do need to, to take a class action because, politicians the major parties aren't shifting and we just need to get to an umpire and uh i'm, I'm we're hopeful that once an umpire looks at it and um, they have to give a justification of what they're doing common sense will prevail, and um you know and they'll just drop the band against uh against people over 65. Well Peter tell us a bit more
1: about the class action i guess we often hear the term class action and um you know we kind of think we know what it means so first of all what actually is it and why did you decide to get involved? Maybe that's a bit uh, obvious given what uh, we've been speaking yeah. about for the last few minutes, yeah. but uh, tell us a
0: bit about uh, how that's all happened. Well, a class action is a great, fairly modern innovation, which means that one person can't possibly afford to, um, you know, take the government on in court. But if there's a bunch of you, and we do, anybody listening out there who's uh, vaguely interested, um, I'll tell you how to access the information in a minute. But. Um, yep. This enables people to get together and then you find a litigation funder, what they call a litigation funder. They take the risk. They pay for the legal costs and they take a percentage of whatever damages are won. But this enables ordinary people who wouldn't have a hope otherwise of clubbing together and um, and getting justice. Uh, if people are interested, even vaguely, you could probably just Google class action, comma, N-D-I-S and you can include MITRI lawyers, M-I-T-R-Y, but I think the class action, comma, NDIS, would get you to the website, which will explain it, and it gives you a link to an expression of interest document to fill in and send in. Now that's just a way of putting your hand up and saying, "Look, you, you know, you, you're vaguely interested. In Tell me more." But it's useful for people to send those presence of interest in because it gives people a bit of an idea of um, numbers. And is convenient. that
1: important? Is that important, yeah. Peter? I guess yeah. like, the, you know, without being uh, too clichéd about it, but the more the merrier are their strengths. As if a lot of people do come on board, that uh, kind of sends a message in
0: itself. Absolutely. yeah. You know, the more the merrier because it helps get the funding and it, uh, it, it adds the momentum, you know, it helps get the word around. And, of course, the other side of it is you want to help as many people as you can because, mm. uh, you know, some people – have suffered deprivation. So we, we, we've got a double aim, one, to get rid of Section 22 of the NDOS Act, which is the one that imposes the age ban. The rest of the Act is all right, just get rid of that. Job done. It could be done tomorrow. It's just, mm. you know, you could get a work experience student and just go doik, doik, doik with the delete key, knock out Section 22 and uh, everything will just work fine. The India has to carry on as before. It'll just be that t- little bit
1: fairer. Peter, one thing I was going to ask you was, do you think it's a, a financially driven uh, thing? I mean, we hear every day about the trillion dollar deficit, et cetera, et cetera, of course, budget coming up in October. But if you say it could be revenue neutral if uh, uh, the rorts
0: were uh, cut out, then that, that's not an argument either then. Yeah, and and the fact is, uh, this has been going for uh, nine years, the, the act was... Passed in 2013, been in the media a bit. Uh, the government has never ever mentioned cost. They've never mentioned a figure. They, they just don't talk about that at all. So I suspect they know it's not much. Because if if it was a big scary number, I dare say so, they'd be trying to get out. Mm. So they just simply say, you know, joining well, the dots. You've got some publicly available information. That's what I work it out as. And uh, it's up to the government to say if they disagree. But so far, they haven't said um, they haven't
1: said boo. So you haven't really heard. I was going to ask: Is there been much response to the uh, uh, class action?
0: Yes, we're getting a good response. People are uh, sending their uh, their forms in. People take a while to get get around to it, but we're sure. getting um, you know we're getting up there, and um, we're hopeful that we'll be going uh, pretty pretty soon. So, uh, well, well, I would urge people. Obviously, if they're themselves affected, they would have a look. And, um, and if they know anybody, any friends or family members who need it, perhaps just um, pass the information on to them and let them have a look for themselves and make up their minds what they might
1: want to do. Well, there was a petition before the federal election. I think over 25,000 people signed it, so I think that gives a... A bit of an indication. Peter, if people or when people do um, uh, go to the website and, and express an interest, is, is there any sort of obligation in terms of
0: uh, financial cost to a person that might do that? Well, for ordinary class members, no. You know, that's uh, there's generally no cost at all. And, in, and, and But the expression of interest isn't like a contract, not saying, you know, you, you're not signing your life away. Mm. You're just saying, well, I'm interested, you know, tell me more sort of thing. Like it's uh, it just... Just letting the lawyers know, get a bit of a grip of numbers and to see how it's going when they want to press go, you know, and um, they want to get as many numbers as they can at a reasonable time and then uh, and then head off. But um, the actual expression of interest is just what it is. It's like you, you just say you're interested. Yeah. It's not saying um, you're, going to, you're going to sign on immediately. That's a decision for another day.
1: And any idea how long this could take? Could be pretty quick because... Mm.
0: The issue is, is clear-cut. We've got a good legal, legal team. People might have heard of Brett Walker, SC. Yes, yes. One, one of the gun silks in the country. He did the Cardinal Pell case and he's done a few other things. He seemed to think we've got a chance. And um, so from that point of view, I mean, really, we couldn't be better. It's just a matter now of... Um, Getting um, enough people on board to give the government a good
1: shake-up. Peter, we'll put the link up on our Facebook page uh, when we put information up about the program. But uh, for those that might know how to do that, just give us what to Google for, and uh, we'd love to
0: keep in touch with you on this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think. Yeah, look, just uh, just NDIS, comma class action. If you want to add Mitry, M I T R Y, M I T R Y, that'll get you there. But even just class action comma, NDS will probably take you to the right page. Peter, good to speak to you and good luck. Can I just say one thing, Peter? Uh, my mum sure. got a lot of help from Vision Australia. She had um, she had impaired vision and we, we we're very grateful for the work that Vision Australia did. They're absolutely wonderful. And, oh, that's uh, lovely... So, yeah, uh, good on you. That's a lovely note to end on. Peter, wish you well and we'll keep
1: in touch. Sure. Love to. That's uh, Peter Freckleton there who, uh, along with a number of other people, got a class action against the... Uh, The fact that uh, people over 65 are excluded from the NDIS. That is it for the program. If you've missed some of them, maybe you'd like to hear it again. You can search for Vision Extra on the iTunes Store, on Spotify or your favourite podcast service.
0: Thanks for listening to this Vision
1: Australia radio podcast. Visit varadio.org to find out more about our podcasts.